Hello, and welcome back to Sunday Sermon Burst. My name is Stephen Dela Cruz, and I am the friend of God. Today, I will continue with No Longer a Servant, Part 3. I will be in Luke chapter 22, verse 19. And if you have your Bibles, keep them close by because I'm going to be using a lot of scripture today. Now, when Jesus became King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he did what no other king before him had ever done. Jesus set the captives free. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1. Now, that includes all those who were servants, all those who were slaves. And that includes you and I, for we were servants. So when Jesus did this, he changed everything. Today, I'm going to talk about how he, the Word, changed everything. Jesus gave us a new covenant, and with this new covenant, he changed our status and our standing with God. For we were once the servants, the slaves of sin. Beginning from the fall of Adam and Eve, when Christ died for us on the cross and was raised again on the third day, the ransom was paid. John 3.16 says it this way, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him shall be saved. We were purchased by God and became his servants, for we once were the servants, the slaves of sin. Now we have become the servants, the slaves of God. And I know many of you don't like that word slave, but if you look in scripture and you look at the correct translation of that time, the word slave was used. Now that we were purchased by God, when Jesus became the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he did what no other king before him had ever done. He set us free. In the book of John chapter 15, verse 15, you can see where this happened. He said to his disciples, to us, I no longer call you servants, slaves. For the master, the king, has no confidence in them. But I call you my friends. Now, if you turn to the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 19. This is Jesus once again speaking. He took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this to remember me. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. If you'll turn to Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 and 33, this is how it reads. The day is coming, says the Lord, 
when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant, though I love them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Now, if you turn to John chapter 14, verse 16, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. And it reads like this, Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of God, so that we might understand the things God has so freely given us. Now turn to Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. But when the right time came, God sent his Son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves, servants to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now this is Paul speaking, and in verse 7, he says this, Now you are no longer a servant, a slave, but God's own child. I want you to hear that. Jesus, in John chapter 15, verse 15, said, I no longer call you a servant. And here is Paul in Galatians chapter 4, verse 7, saying, You are no longer a servant. Let's stop here for a moment. Go to John chapter 20, verse 17, and listen to this. Jesus has risen from the dead, and Mary finds him. And this is Jesus speaking. Jesus said to Mary, Do not touch me, for I have not yet ascended unto the Father. But go unto my brothers and say to them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father and my God and your God. Did you hear what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords has just said to Mary? He called all his disciples, all those that would follow him. He said, go to my brothers. He called them his family. He called them his people. Just as the covenant said, I will be your God and you will be my people. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords did not call them his servants, his disciples. He called them his brothers. Now let's go back to Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. Once again, this is Paul speaking. Now you are no longer a servant, a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, 
God has made you his heir. Notice that you are now part of the family. You are adopted. You, your position has been changed by what Jesus Christ has done, by the covenant that he has made with us. And notice this, that the Holy Spirit of God is a verification, a sign that you are no longer a servant. And this is why, because the Holy Spirit that was promised to you, that now lives in you, does not call to God master, does not call out to God King of kings and Lord of lords, but the Holy Spirit that abides in you, that was promised to you, calls out to God, Abba, Father, which is a sign of the covenant fulfilled that Jesus made with us, that he would be our God and we would be his people. Through these scriptures, you can see God's language being spoken to his people, that is his creation. God is showing us through his language and his culture that we were not created in the image of a servant. Not only that, but he says, the day is coming when I will rescue you and you will no longer call me master. You will no longer call me king, but you will call me husband. You can find that in Hosea chapter 2, verse 16. For those of you who follow my ministry, you know that I teach that there are four relationships in the language of God and his culture. The first one is the king-servant, also known as the master-slave. Then there is the father-child relationship. Then there is the friend of God. And then there is the bride of Christ. Now the king-servant, that master-slave relationship is the first relationship. And I'm going to say something that's going to shock you, provoke you. That first relationship, that master-slave relationship, that king-servant relationship is a curse, a punishment that was put on Adam and Eve to restore God's creation. You heard me right. The king-servant relationship is a curse, a punishment by God to save his people. By a curse, God would save all of mankind. Now, I teach on this in the king-servant relationship, which can be found on my premier access website. You can go there by typing in wisdom of God, all one word, dot church. Or you can go to my main website, thelanguageofgod.net, and scroll down where I offer the premier access. Now, that premier access is a paid subscription. By signing up, you help this small ministry reach the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, in that teaching, I show in that teaching how the king-servant relationship was a punishment, a curse that was put on Adam and Eve to save all of mankind. And in there, you're going to see how God will bring back his fallen people through four relationships and how the king-servant relationship is the first relationship. In fact, I teach on the good, the bad, and the ugly of all these relationships. Now back to this teaching. As you have seen in the scriptures that I'm sharing with you, 
The new covenant that God made with us through Jesus Christ was that he would be our God and we would be his people. The new covenant didn't say that he would be our king of kings and our Lord of lords and that we would be his servants. The covenant didn't say he would be our master and we would be his slaves. The covenant said we would be his people and he would be our God. God's spirit would come and dwell in us as a sign of this covenant, calling out to the creator, Abba, Father. The Holy Spirit that lives in us that have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that Holy Spirit in us does not call out to God, King or Master, but that Holy Spirit in us calls out Abba, Father, to the Creator. When Jesus taught us how to pray, it began this way, Our Father who art in heaven. Jesus didn't teach us to pray, Our King of kings and Lord of lords who is in heaven. He didn't teach us to pray, Our Master who is in heaven. He taught us our Father who art in heaven. When Jesus confirmed the new covenant with us, from Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33, it reads like this, I will be their God and they will be my people. The translation of that term, my people, is family, close friends. My people doesn't mean servants, nor does it mean slaves. But this is what it means. My people means they look like me. They are my people. They have the same culture as me. They are my people. They speak my language. They are my people. That is a covenant that God made with us. He made it clear when he created us in his image that we are his people. Can you see the connection? His image, his people. He did not create us to be servants, but to be his people. Walk with me for a moment through the timeline of the Bible and through history. In the beginning, God created us in his image. With Moses, God made a covenant and the covenant went this way. I will be your God and you will be my people. In Jeremiah, God said, I will be your God and you will be my people. When Jesus took the cup, he said, this is the covenant I make with you. I will be your God and you will be my people. God has called to you. He has called to us to come home, to come back. No longer do I call you servants, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord. In John chapter 15, verse 15 says it, I no longer call you servants, but I call you my friends, my children, my bride, my people. Will you answer his call? When he comes to you and he lifts you up off the ground and from your knees, and draws you close to himself and he says, you are no longer my servant. I now call you my friend. You are my son, my daughter. Are you ready to answer that calling? 
and to walk with God in that relationship. Even more intimate than that, are you ready for God to walk with you? Just as he did with Adam and Eve when he would come down in the cool of the day and walk with them. You weren't created to be a servant. You were created in his image. You are his people. Before I go, I would like to pray with those of you who would like prayer. For many of you out there, this has been a new teaching. Your eyes have been opened for the first time. Your heart has been set on fire. You now know that God has prepared more for you than just being a servant. And for some of you, this is the first time you've ever heard a message about God's love for you. How God desires for you to come to him as his son, as his daughter. How he desires for you to come to him as a friend and how he desires for you to come to him as his bride. He's made a way for you and it's there in the scriptures. Jesus Christ took your mistakes and your failures, your sins upon himself and he took them to a cross that he suffered and died for us, for you. But it didn't end there. On the third day, he rose again to seal a covenant for us, for you, that we would be his friend, that we would be his children, that we would be his bride. If you're ready to enter into a relationship with Jesus, he's been waiting. And for those of you who are Christians and you feel the Holy Spirit urging you to take hold, to step into the relationship of being a son of God, a daughter of God, his friend, a friend to God, to be his bride, then join me in this prayer. Jesus, I come before you with all my failures and with all my mistakes, just as I am. Today I have heard I am no longer your servant, but I am your friend. I accept you, Jesus, as my friend. Save me, make me new, and give me the heart of a friend. Be my savior and fill me with your Holy Spirit that I may cry out, Abba, Father. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I turn away from my old life and begin a new life with you. I accept your forgiveness, Jesus and receive in myself your Holy Spirit. Teach me through your scriptures how I am to be your child to mature into friendship with you. I thank you, Jesus, because you hear my prayer. And today I stand face to face with you. 
In Jesus' name I ask these things. Amen and amen. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior for the first time, I want to encourage you to find a local church where they preach and teach the scriptures in full, that they teach the power of God, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what that means is that the gifts of the Spirit are taught and the power of God is taught. Begin to draw close to God as his friend. Pick up the scriptures, your Bible, and read it. Some of you can listen to the Bible on audio. Remember, you are not alone. You can always visit this website to listen to encouraging and uplifting messages from the scriptures. Now for the other people that have been listening, the Christians that are out there, today you have taken a big step. You have left behind being a servant and it is going to be a bumpy ride for some of you. Because when you say that you are no longer a servant, many Christians will not like how that sounds. But just remember what Jesus said and who he is. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And the King of Kings has said to you, I no longer call you servants. The King of Kings has set you free as was prophesied thousands of years ago. Enjoy your freedom and live. From among you who are listening, God will set ablaze a people with a new heart and passion to be his son, his daughter, his friend, his bride, his people, his image. If you have enjoyed this podcast, Please share it with one person this week. Let them know that God is still in control. Many of you have asked how you can help this small ministry reach the world. The best and easiest way is to become a monthly subscriber at Premium Access. When you do, your paid subscription goes to helping this ministry grow and reach the world with the message of Jesus Christ. Simply head over to the language of God, then click on premium access and subscribe. I thank you in advance for your help. Thank you, my friends. If you have any comments or questions, direct them to the email provided on the languageofgod.net. When contacting me, please include the podcast title you are commenting on. Smile again, laugh again, believe again, break free of the things holding you back and live. Shake off the chains that hold you down. Rise up, dust yourself off, and get back into the race. I encourage you to live. Embrace your destiny. If you thirst for life, come and drink from the river of life that flows from the throne of God. I say come and drink. Have a great day, and remember, you are not alone.